Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm your host, Nikki Henderson. Today, we're joined by Dylan George, the Director of Operations for the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. You see, this office is a new one. It was officially created in January 2021 and just began operations earlier this year. Its purpose? To improve the nation's ability to prepare for and respond to infectious disease threats with the power of data. George said the main mission for his office, or CFA as he calls it, is to turn data into a superpower that will help keep Americans safe in the midst of a health emergency. As you'll hear, CFA is also looking to incorporate new technologies such as machine learning and to ensure the office has the right data that represents all Americans. This episode is brought to you by Maximus. At Maximus, we are focused on the future of health by advancing our nation's ability to respond to and prepare for rapidly evolving health challenges with impactful technology, critical frontline expertise, and deep mission understanding. Our federal and public health teams deliver innovation and IT modernization that enable more informed programmatic decisions leading to improved health outcomes for millions of lives. We do this through secure, data-driven, and customer experience-focused solutions. We are Maximus, moving people forward. Learn more at Maximus.com federal. That's Maximus.com federal. Uh, my name is Dylan George. I am the Director of Operations for the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics at the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Prior to, I've been at the CDC for about a year now trying to help stand up this new Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics. Prior to being here um, at CDC, I worked in the private sector for about six years or so. And then prior to that, um, I was um, a serial federal employee that had worked at the Department of Defense, the Health and Human Services, and the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, National Science Foundation, and also at the Office of Science and Technology Policy at the White House. In, in all of those positions, though, I was using data and analytics to help understand or mitigate infectious disease outbreaks in some capacity. Wow. Thank you so much. That was great background information there. Um, thank you. Well, um, Dylan, what is the mission of the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics and how will it bring together next generation public health data? Uh, the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics is going to be an effort to improve and focus advanced analytical capabilities to build a robust evidence base during a time of public health crisis. So we're essentially trying to use data as a superpower to help keep Americans safe. And um, what we're trying to focus on is how do we actually analyze the data more effectively so that we can actually provide analytical insights to decision makers to guide public health decision making in a time of crisis. And right now we're focusing on the federal government. So how can we help the director of the CDC? How can we help whoever's running an incident management uh, position for a particular response? Or how can we help the White House guide 
large scale sorts of federal policies going forward. Where we would like to be though in the future is developing state and local decision makers guide decision making to keep their population safe in different capacities. And so again, trying to use the, the power of advanced analytics to keep Americans safe in a time of public health crisis. That's the main mission of the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics. Wow, I, I like that data as a, as a superpower to keep Americans informed and safe at the same time. Great. Well, what role has artificial intelligence played in helping CFA overcome data and public health challenges? As I mentioned, the mission of CFA is to use better data and better analytics for a better response. Um, and so we are focused on that better response. And so we are dedicated to building an analytical toolbox that will allow us to um, be either faster, better, or um, more succinct in informing and keeping Americans safe in different capacities. So whatever advanced analytics will help us do that. You mentioned artificial intelligence. One of the things that we're really interested in right now is how do we use machine learning ops or ML ops sorts of capabilities to help us understand what is the full workflow of how do we get the data, analyze the data, um, use different computational power, and then visualize or inform different sorts of uh, decision makers. So that, that whole process of how we use, do that, has been developed very nicely within machine learning operations or ML ops. And so we've been very interested in trying to figure out how do we use different technologies that have been developed recently to enable those sorts of capabilities going forward. And, um, uh, and, and so we're exploring a handful of ways of actually instantiating those kinds of capabilities and those technologies that will allow us to do that in different ways going forward. But largely speaking, though, uh, you know, we've been making a lot of headway in uh, improving our data analytics and partnering with different federal agencies so that we can use advanced, you know, higher computational power um, and existing models to scale them during um, public health emergencies. And so that's that suite of technologies, that ML ops sorts of technologies is, is one of the ways that we're trying to do that um, as, as we move forward. That's really great to hear. Well, Dylan, how has the integration of AI principles enhanced health equity and data security? Yeah, it's a it's a really important problem to make sure that we are developing capabilities that will help us understand the risk for all Americans, not just some Americans. And um, you know, one of the challenges that we have with that is we want, we need to make sure that we have data that will be able to represent all Americans, and so we can see ourselves in the data, uh, broadly speaking. And um, so we've been very interested in one of the guiding principles that we've tried to instantiate within the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics is a principle of, of equity and trying to make sure that what we're doing from an analytical perspective and from a collecting data perspective, that all Americans are represented in those, particularly those that would be um, underrepresented or at higher risk because of their status in some capacity. It's a big problem. It's a big challenge, though, too, because some of the institutional infrastructure out there doesn't collect data as well on some uh, populations. And so we're trying to help think through what are the data requirements necessary to actually make sure that we understand the, the implications for all, all population groups within the United States. But so 
while we're um, uh, in the early stages, I'm very grateful for the team that we've put together that, that has embraced that as a policy or, or rather as a principle for how we're going to be building capabilities going forward. Thank you, Dylan. Um, now I'm going to shift to COVID-19. Uh, the pandemic impacted uh, everything. How has the application of new AI solutions impacted the spread of COVID-19 as far as the emergence of new variants? You know, last year, it was almost a little over a year ago that we were all gathering for Thanksgiving, and but we were all kind of interrupted halfway through Thanksgiving as word of weird data were coming out of South Africa, data that were showing the Omicron variant was coming onto the scene globally. Um, we huddled around the phone as a small team trying to understand what was happening with those data, what we can infer from those data, and what is that, what are the implications of them. We quickly got our team together that, that first Monday, right when we got back from Thanksgiving. We got on the phone with a range of different academics to try to understand what the data were showing and what they're seeing. We were able to put those, that information into a, a couple different scenario models that would show us, that actually showed us that given what we were learning from South Africa, we were going to have huge numbers of cases coming in January. And so we were able to do that just within days after Thanksgiving last year. And we were able to brief that out to the CDC director. We were able to brief that out to the White House. We were able to brief that out to a handful of our partners that there was a big wave of cases coming. And unfortunately, we were right that there was a big a series of cases that we saw that, that came because of the Omicron wave. This was just an example of how if, if the stars align and if we're ready and prepared, uh, that we can actually build the analytics that will give us that early warning, that will give us that ability to inform key decision makers in a timely way so that we can be prepared. Now, we weren't completely prepared for the Omicron wave. No one could have been. But at least we had a little bit more advanced warning because of the capabilities that the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics had put into place and were moving forward. We want to try to expand those capabilities, make them faster, more robust, and make those insights available not only to the center, to the CDC director, not only to the White House, but to state and localities as well. That's what we're aiming for because we think that's where we're going to get a lot of bang for the buck and a lot be able to help a lot more Americans in that in that fashion if we're able to actually engage with state and localities. That makes sense, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the more that you are prepared, the better the outcome will be. So, um, Dylan, what new technologies are being leveraged to increase access to data for those who need it to address public health concerns? Yeah, you no, know, there's there's a whole sister initiative that we're working very closely with called the Data Modernization Initiative. And this is a big effort to try to improve the public health infrastructure from a technology and data perspective on how do we actually move information from immunization registries, from electronic health records, from um, public health laboratories. How do we move them much more effectively to um, the public health agencies so that they can know what's going on, have that advanced early warning, and then be able to synthesize and analyze that data. So there's a huge amount of effort going on in the data modernization initiative. And, and, it, un, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't fully appreciate that the CDC doesn't have all the authorities it needs to collect all the data that we need in a time of crisis. We, 
We need to work closely with our colleagues in Congress to actually establish those sorts of authorities to be able to actually get the information that we need to understand what's going on in, in a time of crisis. But th this new effort of data modernization is, is really moving forward and uh, establishing a, a suite of technologies that will allow us to do that much more effectively. Now, within, within CFA, we're particularly interested in um, how we can actually, you know, analyze and visualize that information much more quickly so that decision makers know how to use it and know how to actually translate that into actual policies that will keep people safe in different interventions. And so those are the types of things that we're, we're most interested in. Um, and so there's a, there's a suite of different analytical capabilities and a suite of different sorts of visualization sorts of capabilities that we've been exploring and trying to look at in, in more uh, detail. Dylan, we are about to run out of time, but I want to know if you can please outline some of CFA's goals for 2023. I mean, one of the biggest goals is that we need to have, we need to enable or to receive sustained funding to continue to build the capabilities that we're going for. And, and we're working with our colleagues on the Hill to, to establish that within the different budgets going forward. Also, we're in a mad dash to build the teams the technology and tools and the partnerships that we need to put into place right now to make sure that we're actually successful in our mission. So we're, we're recruiting heavily. If you know people that are injured that are data scientists or technologists that are very interested in having an outsized impact, working with an amazing team, having a very focused and challenged opportunity to, to, to make a big contribution, Please send them our way because we're in a big recruiting phase right now. And also, it's like we're, we're very interested in talking with technologists about the range of technologies that could be useful in actually doing these kinds of analyses and doing different sorts of uh, visualizations and informing of different uh, decision makers. And so those are the big sorts of things that we're going to be focusing on the next little while. But um, uh, clearly, uh, like I said, working with our colleagues on the Hill to make sure that we have sustained funding to build our capabilities because we need to actually start working very closely with state and localities. And that's where we're gonna have our biggest advantage in um, moving things forward. Perfect, perfect. Well, we are um, out of time, Dylan, but I really wanna thank you for this uh, great conversation. It was productive and enlightening and I really appreciate you joining me today. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for, for having me and, uh, and, and looking forward to continued discussions. Cheers. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.